I've got a great conversation for you today, and I cannot wait to share it with you. But there's just one thing you need to know before we begin. I am giving away 15 days of unlimited yoga to someone on June 1st. My classes are live streamed and on recording, and you'll have access to all of it. Check out the show notes to enter or go to my website at meetmeonyourmat.yoga to sign up. Now with that out of the way, it's time to begin. Hello, and welcome to the Meet Me on Your Mat podcast, the space to get and stay inspired to keep up a lifelong yoga practice. My name is Tori, and I'm a yoga teacher that loves to explore the why of someone's practice. And that's what we do here. Expect conversations with real people that step on their mat daily, even though it would be easier to do something else with their time. Career, kids, the ups and downs of life and yoga, we are going to talk about it all. Let's get started. Well, Amy, I'm so glad that you are here with us today. I can't wait to chat all things yoga with you. Um, So first of all, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. I'm Amy. (laughs) uh, I've been practicing yoga for, uh, I don't know, like 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, 13 years. I'm not even sure. What year did you start? Um... I started practicing Bikram in 2009, 2010. Okay. I think. Yeah. So it's been a while. I don't know. And I was practicing yoga before that, but it wasn't Bikram. So. How long did you practice the other yoga then? I don't know. Probably about two years. Okay. So take it back to 2007. Mm -hmm. So then 14 years. No. That's a long time. <laughs> Are you that's impressed a, with yourself? That's my longest committed relationship. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Whoa, 14 years. It goes by fast, yeah. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, what else? What else do you want to know? Let's see. I want to, well, what do you do for, what do you do for a living? Tell me about your family. Um, I'm a teacher and um, a single mom and um, I have one daughter who is graduating high school in like two weeks and going off to college in August, which blows my mind. <laughs> and um, other than that, I, I don't know. I That's about as complicated as my life gets. You know, I have, um, I have a boyfriend currently. So, you know, we're just hanging out and um, the three of us and just living life. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, dogs, cats. Oh yeah, my cat. She's made her yoga appearances. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, cats love yoga. So if, whether I'm at my house, my cat loves yoga. Or I'm at Wayne's house. It's yeah. my boyfriend. Um, his cat loves yoga. So she she as soon as I hit the door, she runs up the stairs and sits in front of the yoga room because she waits to go inside because mm-hmm. she knows that's where I'm going. That's so, <laughs> so cute. Yeah. That's so cute. Dolce does the same thing. Her, I realized her tell is when I, like, she's sleeping on the couch in the morning, and then I go into the refrigerator and grab my Perrier, and she's right behind me. She's like, oh, we must be doing yoga today. (laughs) And on Sunday, she gets very upset with me when I, like, she keeps looking at me like, you forgot something. You forgot something. Are you not? And I'm like, it's Sunday. It's my one day off. (laughs) Yeah. 
Ah, uh, all right. So, um, tell me about your first yoga class, if you can remember. And it doesn't have to be the first Bikram class. It could be, it was a vinyasa, right? Yes. Um, yeah, my first yoga class was at a really small studio that was very close to school. And um, actually, I didn't even know it, but the yoga teacher who started started that little studio was a um, one of the parents of my students at school and I found that out like much later on but um, but yeah I kind of started there and um, while the yoga didn't like I don't know it wasn't it didn't become really life-changing yoga for me until I got to Bikram but um, what that yoga gave me was a little bit of a sense of community um, because she did try to establish that with Awesome. people that practice with her um we had like a little potluck and she was always kind of giving us yoga education she had books you know um about yoga and you know she would talk about the sutras and and i i found that very interesting and i was at a point in my life where like i really wanted some change like i was ready to you know um change my life like i was ready lifestyle change yeah and uh, i did that for a little while and then um I think even even before then, I was I did practice yoga at a local gym. Um, this was before Julia was born, and it was um, it was just like a regular yoga class at a gym. Mm-hmm. And um, then again, that wasn't really like didn't really wasn't life changing for me. Like the the actual yoga like didn't click like what yoga was all about, you know, and healing in that process until I took my first Bikram class and. Um, that was that was in Plainfield and um, at the Plainfield studio and it was Nick Sester who taught the class the first my first class mm-hmm. and um, I remember going into the class and him saying um, have you practiced yoga before and I said yes you know I practiced before and he said well then you know all about breathing right and I'm like yeah and he's like okay you'll be fine <laughs> and I never I have like just found the studio because I was looking for another place to practice you know and I didn't know I'm like okay hot yoga not a big deal and um I took class and and I don't know if you remember but the floor was like radiant heat yeah. and everything in that studio so when I got through the standing series and I was like oh my god and then we laid down on the floor I was like oh my god the floor is so hot the fryer you know yeah um, but yeah but I I remember struggling during class and I remember looking around at the people other people in class because I'm like what is this you know, um, and trying to figure, trying to like figure out like what I was doing and how it felt in my body. And I was, I felt, I mean, maybe I wasn't as connected in my body then as I am now, but you know, um, <laughs> I remember looking at a woman next to me and, um, looked like maybe she was somebody who was going through cancer, cancer therapies and thinking, Oh my God, she's doing this class. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I am like, over here dying I'm like is she sweating <laughs> but um, but I left and I felt great and then I went back for more you know um and I think that was the sell for me because I really did feel like I felt better I felt like something had like been lifted I felt a little bit lighter after class um so yeah so then I'd, I was hooked and I just kept going back and that year was a real life-changing year for me um yeah, I think I told you that I, I've may I've probably told you this before, and I don't know, you know, that anybody else knows about any of that stuff, but um, I went to the doctor, and I was, it was after Juliet was born, and I was having 
health issues and um, I was my early 30s. I can't place time. This is the thing with me. Believe me, it's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. So no worries. And um, and uh, I went to go see my doctor and my weight was out of control and they had wanted to put me up and my cholesterol was out of control. They wanted to put me on statins. Whoa. And I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's old people medicine. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, give me six months. And, um, I totally changed my diet. I went totally vegan, um, like cold Turkey. And then I just started practicing yoga and Bikram yoga was kind of a part of that transition. And, um, after the first six months, I went back to my doctor because they're like, okay, well, you come back here in six months. And they did a blood test and they're like, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Yeah. You're doing great. So, um, so it really was part of that process for me and going through all of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was the first year I was a great year. <laughs> <laughs> it was a that that first year. And it's evolved so much over the course of my yoga journey, you yeah. know. But so, that first year, I always feel like is so memorable, you know? Um, yeah. So like what, you know, and it is, it's such a great year. It's such a fascinating year because you're so new to everything. So when you mm-hmm. hit new things for that first time or something starts to make sense for the first time, it's like everything is magical. Did you, What moments like that can you recall from your first year? Oh, geez. Just pick a few. I know you're like every class, 365 <laughs> classes. Here we go. <laughs> well, it was magical. Uh, oh, geez. I, I don't know. For me, I think it was more what was magical for me about class was I had one class where and it was Chris Sestra and um, she had said to me, it took me forever to look in the mirror. Like I would not look in the mirror. Hmm. And I don't know if it was just, I was doing it unconsciously. Um, and the mirror is a big tool in Bikram, you know, yeah. um, amazing how I've gotten away from the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember her coming over to me and we were in, I don't know, we we're on the floor in some floor posture. I can't remember which one, but she looked at, she came up to me and she moved the mic and she says into my ear, she's like, you are so beautiful. Look at yourself in the mirror. And I was just like, oh, and I just oh. cried, cried. And I was like, oh, no. And then after that, I was like, yeah, I need to look in the mirror, you know. And for me, that was, like, huge because um, of my self-esteem issues and, um, you know, building my confidence and being able to look in the mirror and say, wow, look at what you can do, you know, mm-hmm. just look at you grabbed your foot and standing head to knee. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, or it's happening. You know, what your body can do. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, that moment was, was a really big one. Yeah. So yeah. I can tell, I can tell like you think about it, you're getting kind of beclumped and emotional about yeah, it. Mom. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That is a magical moment though, to finally step back and look at yourself, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Because how often do you look in the mirror and say like, man, you look great today, yeah. <laughs> you know, or acknowledge <laughs> what your body, you know? Yeah. Or just say, yeah. Hey, good looking. I know that took me years, you know, you, it's, yeah. it's just inbred in us to like look for the imperfection instead of the perfection. Right. And right. so that took me for ever to be able to just look at myself and be like doing good sister friend you know and didn't sit there and critique everything um 
But also, I think that it also came with my dancing stuff because you're always looking for like how to how to fix yourself right. in the mirror. How can you be more perfect? And so I think right. that went with that training too. Um, but I think that that's just a it's a bruise on all of all females out there. Yeah, yeah. It's just unfortunately it is. It's just a bruise but that I hope this generation can start to heal, you know, so that generations later won't ever have to do that to themselves, you know? Right. And I feel like yoga was a big, big in that too. It's part of the healing. Like it heals everything in your body and your mind. Um, really makes you a lot more self-aware of your own thoughts, what you're thinking when you're on the mat, you know, because you can't sit there and think that you're, you know, not going to make it. (laughs) So, you know, tell yourself something good, right? It's true. We're so not going to survive this class. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, it's like, we're going to make it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, yes. Like I always say to you guys, your success rate for finishing a class is a hundred percent. It might not be as pretty or graceful as you want it to be today, but you will make it through to the other side. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll come out better for it. Yes, you'll feel better afterwards no matter what crazy is going on right now, whether it's in the body, the mind, or the spirit. Um, what? Uh, so did you ever take a long break from your practice? Um, interesting. It's so interesting. I was thinking about this listening to, you know, some of the other podcasts yeah. about, you know, taking these really long breaks. And I, the only times I've ever taken really long breaks are when I've had, like, those major major surgeries. Like, yeah. um you know, I had um, my thyroid removed because I had thyroid cancer. And that was after I had started practicing. So I had to take a, a break for that and then come back and try to heal from that. Mm-hmm. And then um, just this past year, I had surgery for a CSF leak um, with, on my skull, that? my brain. So, yeah. <laughs> so what is this? I know what you're talking about, but what is a CSF leak? It's um, my cranial or my brain fluid was leaking out of my ear, <laughs> basically, because I had a, there was a, um, a crack in my skull or a spot in my skull where the bone had worn away. So the fluid was leaking out into my ear and I had a chronic ear infections and I never knew why. And then t- I figured out that, oh, that's, that's not, you don't have an ear infection, that's brain fluid. <laughs> it's like coming, coming out of your ear. Yeah. So, yeah. so they had to go in and fix that. <laughs> And how long were you out of yoga for that? Um, well, it, I don't know. What was it? Wasn't long. Five weeks? Huh? It wasn't long for brain surgery. It was like I'll four or five weeks. Because <laughs> I, I remember, um, I remember it was like right before, no, yeah, it was like right after I got back from surgery. It was like right when COVID hit. So my surgery was on January 15th and in January. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it had to be like four or five weeks. Yeah, it wasn't long. I remember that. It wasn't that. long at all. It was like you missed you missed one sports club event. And then you were like, back and let's do a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, um, stay, I, I don't like to stay still too long, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. Um, I mean, and I love that commitment towards your practice. Like, I love that. Um, and it inspires me, too, because you're always, for me in my life, you're always someone that I'm like, she knows it works, so she does it. That's it. It's like as simple as that for you. It's like, this is my medicine, and I do it. 
I don't yeah. let anyone mess with my medicine. I do what I need to do for me. And I'm always like, hell yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yes, I wish more people would understand, you know, whatever it is, whether it's yoga or, you know, whatever brings you joy or makes you feel better in your skin, whatever that is. For some reason, there's always that weird resistance that happens to it. It, and we've talked about that with meditation. There's like that resistance towards meditation and stuff like that. Right. Whereas for you, I feel like you never have that resistance towards the yoga. Like you always make no. it happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's inspiring to everyone that practices with you. Cause it's like, well, you know, Amy's going to be there because <laughs> Amy does her yoga. You know, Amy's going to take that class. So it's good. Um, it's, it's super inspiring the way you treat it. It works. So I do it and that's it. And there's no negotiations or anything with yourself yeah. in practice. It makes me feel better. Yeah. You know, um, and, it, and there are days when I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Maybe I should just skip it. And I tell myself, I'm like, you better just do it. Yeah. <laughs> because you know you're going to feel better afterwards. So just do it. Oh. Do your yoga. Oh, yeah. gosh, yes. Like, oh, my gosh. Friday night, we were walking the dog. And I said to Jeffrey, I was so physically tired. And I said, I can't believe I have to teach tomorrow. And he goes, you know, you're going to teach like a, a crazy class then tomorrow, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I woke up and I was like, yoga. You know, it's like I couldn't, I couldn't teach enough. I couldn't, we, we could have done another hour. Um, <laughs> it would have been yeah. great. <laughs> so it's always in those moments where you feel like super fatigued that like the magic is going to happen. I wouldn't miss yeah. that. Saturday morning's class for anything. It was like everybody was doing crazy, awesome things, you know, so and, yeah. and taking the practice further. Uh, so it's always that time right before the resistance, like you have to see it through to the other side, you know. Yep. I mean, when you're a teacher, you're a little lucky because you have and this, you have to go teach, you know. Um, so you're like, well, I'm going to do that no matter I gotta what. I got to do it. I got to <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. But as a student, it's really nice to see um, – that just that level of commitment of like, well, this, even though I'm tired or, ugh, I just don't want to. And then going to take it is, it's awesome. It's nothing short of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's become such a, um, just kind of a part of my life and what I do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good. <laughs> um, tell me, tell me what your practice looked like in the beginnings. Like what were some of your, uh, things that you really wanted for your practice or postures that you thought would just be a miracle if you hit? I think um, in the very beginning, when I first started practicing yoga, um, I wasn't really thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. Okay. But um, when I do know that like uh, standing bow was always one of those postures that I wanted to be able to nail, you know, yeah. or... Um, or uh, Padahastasana was the one. Like, I wanted to get my head to my feet. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Um, Does it happen? It, huh? Does it happen? No, and it's strange how that posture, too, has changed. Because I used to be able to um, get pretty close um, to get my and get my head down on my shins pretty, pretty far. But now I think my hamstrings and my quads are, there's something changing there that's making it a little bit more of a challenge, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that throughout my yoga practice, there have been postures that I'm like, yeah, I hate that posture. And then I do that posture and I focus on just like sucking it up, doing that posture. I know I need that posture. And I tell myself that we know the postures we hate are the ones that are so good for us. So, <laughs> so you just do it. 
And then eventually it's not that posture anymore. And then it shifts to another posture. So it's always this morphing. Yeah. Of, you know, so now it's like stand, standing broke. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you're like, okay, I got that. You know, I know that, and I know that on any given day, like I'm going to fall, I could fall out of standing boat. I'm not like, I don't hit it every time. Yeah. Even now after practicing for so long. Um, so it's going to be different, but at the same time, you know, like yes, standing bow. I know all about that. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's always more to learn on any posture, but it's like um, your practice has evolved to include so many different asana at this point. It's just like one of many, so you can't yeah. focus so hard on it. When it was just right. one of 26, there was like this spotlight on it. Yeah, right. And now it's yeah. like, well, standing bow. But then I also want, blah, 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 you know, like I'm also yeah. really interested in this posture and this posture and I love the way this one feels. And, you know, so it's just, you've become an asana collector, Amy. That's all that it is. <laughs> yeah, right now I love the postures. Um, yeah, anything like hip opening, I'm loving those. Uh, my back bends, I'm starting to feel the, the change in my thoracic spine and doing the back bends. Um, so as intensely as that we do with the wall work and everything else. So those, those are the ones I want, you know, mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, the, the change in your spine over the last year has been so fun to watch for someone <laughs> that has taught you for 10 years. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden to see that part of your spine moving when it just wouldn't before is so fun. It's one of my favorite things to watch, just so you know. <laughs> like, I'm like, look, it's moving. It's moving. It didn't move before, and now it's moving. It's so fun. Yeah. 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 And to see you, like, getting braver with dropbacks and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's- oh, that was, like, drop dropbacks are fun. Um, wheel dropback was, like, amazing. Yeah. Like, I still have, can't get out of that once I get my hand on the floor, except for it to crumble. But, um... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, like I, I feel like we there we've done like my my yoga posture used to be intensely focusing focusing on all of the technique and everything else and it still is but I feel like with all of the postures that we've been doing it's more about how, oh well what's this oh well what that that feels interesting oh that like you know what I mean it's so much more fun and ex- explorative than yeah it's like yeah. a discovery. Yeah, playful. It's just because it's a little yeah. bit more playful instead of like your job is to be technical. <laughs> and I right. love a technician. You know that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I love that you guys are very technical about your postures, but I also love when you throw it out and just enjoy your class. You mm-hmm. know, um, there is a difference. So yeah, it's good. It's cool. Yeah, if you would have told if you would have told me like I don't know, two years ago or whatever that I would not be practicing Bikram yoga anymore. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, no way. Like, I will never give up Bikram yoga, ever. (laughs) I was, like, hanging on to that so hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when it changed, and it was kind of like, well, I had to kind of roll with the punches. It's like, wow, I'm so glad that I let it go, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes the things we hold on to so hard, you know, and that was me too, you know? You know, I was... I was the girl that wrote the love letter book to Bikram Yoga. And I remember as I was publishing it that even though I felt like that about this yoga, I also was so interested in other stuff at that point. You know, by the time the book came out, it takes three years to write a book. 
you know, it did for me anyways. These people that write in six months, kudos to you. (laughs) But, you know, to do it in between everything else I had going on was a lot. And so I, I remember publishing it and immediately thinking that it needed, you know, an ending to it that wasn't published with it, which maybe someday I'll write, you know, that was like that, you know, because I was so interested in everything else at that point and the classes that excited me were the intermediate, the classes that I love to teach were this next level stuff, you know, um, and that's what I would practice when I was practicing at home. And, and to finally just say over the past year, you know what guys, like, it's just not in the bag anymore. Um, right. was so freeing, you know, to just mm-hmm. be like, tell the truth, you know, like I, I, you know, things change and we're supposed to evolve. And I've always been super creative as you are as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to be creative with your yoga, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And have that freedom within it at the same time. For those of you who are booing at us right now, because we (laughs) said we don't like Bikram, we're no longer just in Bikram yoga. I love students that have a Bikram background because you are disciplined. You've already gotten through your BS when it comes to wiping and swiping and drinking water and doing foolish stuff. (laughs) And you already have really concentrated on a good foundational practice. So I love teaching someone that has that background because I know you're going to you're going to be a great learner in the class. You know, so it's a great place to start. It's just not where you're supposed to stay. Yeah, I, I still love it. Like, yeah. I would go back and practice it. But I think if I practiced it now and went back to a studio, it would be like, I don't know. It would not be the same. My perspective has shifted. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm just ready. Yeah. I think you'd yeah. probably be like, when do we go upside down? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> can I do some, can we do some wall walks? Yeah, I know. Can someone clear a wall over there? <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's just interesting. I mean, you've kind of led directly into my next question is like, what does your practice look like now as compared to when it began or even just a few years ago? What's um, what has changed and evolved for you? And my practice as far as asanas? Yes. Well, you can also take it into other limbs of yoga as well, if you'd like. Well, I do know that the one thing like to connect it to what we were just talking about, um, it has made me a little bit more, has given me more equanimity, let's put it that way, accepting of those changes and being able to, you know, be okay with that and not resist so much um, the things that are happening in my own life, um, not just on the mat, but generally, because I'm, you know, um, I'm an anxious person. Um, I had anxiety and depression for years and, you know, it still can resurfaces from time to time, but I'm, I'm a little bit more okay with that, you know, um, what changes when they happen, um, which is a good thing because this past year and a half has been, you know, (laughs) full of so many, um, (laughs) but, but yeah, so, so, so that for sure, um, you know, and I really think that love is my love is my mo you know um and i think that that comes from yoga too and my practice yeah um but yeah on the mat i don't even know i don't even know where to start i'm doing things i never thought that i could ever do you know um and it's funny because when we're we're practicing and even when i did the my first real drop back or whatever it was kind of like 
I heard the little voice inside my head because I couldn't, I couldn't see the floor. Um, and I could hear you saying, it's a leap of faith, <laughs> you know, and I hear the little voice inside my head said, the floor's right there. It's going to catch you. What are you worried about? Just, yeah. just do it. See what happens, you know, do it and see what happens. Um, and it's kind of been like a theme that has run through my yoga practice. Like, do it and see what happens. Yeah. You know, feel it, you know, feel it, do it, just be in that moment. Um, and I think a lot of that has been because of the past year, past year and a half of my practice that has just been so open to that. I don't know if that makes sense. It's um, it, that totally makes sense. Um, it's kind of like whenever I, I show you guys something crazy, right? Like what you would deem is, and I'm making quotes for you guys who are listening, um, crazy, you know, so I'll show them something. I'll demo something that just looks nuts. And everybody's screens are, everybody's face is in their screen and everyone's face has got like weird, like she's nuts, she's lost it, my yoga teacher's crazy. And then that resistance is gone. You still guys, you guys all make that face, but now before you would tentatively walk back to your mat, now you all walk back to your mat and you go, okay, let's just do it, you know, which is a totally different student than you were a year and a half, you know, where you all were like. Okay, she's gone off the rails again. <laughs> now there's like very little resistance to just trying something new and like letting yourself maybe not be perfect at it the first time, you know? Um, and then the next time you do it, you're like, oh yeah, wait, we did this before. I'm like, yeah, you did. You know, it was a couple months ago, but you did it, you know? So yeah. um, it's been really, I, and how can that not equate to your life? You know, once you've loosened that up, and your practice isn't as rigid, then of course you are not going to be as rigid, you know, when it comes to everything else, situations, relationships, all of that, you just kind of let it be and see how you're going to get through it. (laughs) You know, like there's another side. Yeah. And that, and it really, for somebody like me who does, um, like, you know, generalized anxiety disorder or whatever, that's a really huge. It is huge. <laughs> to, to be able to not like think about, you know, well, what if it this? What if I fall on my head? What if I do this? What, you just do it, you know, um, and then life, you know, it's the same. It's the so. same. Yeah. You you have to breathe through the asana just like you have to breathe through everything in life, you know, yeah. um, and everything can be figured out. You know, there's there's not anything in this world that cannot you cannot get to the other side of. You know, um, I really believe that. And it's just one of the many lessons you can learn from an asana practice, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, do you have a posture that you were once able to accomplish and now you've had to let it go to kind of accomplish other postures? I mean, you kind of said that about padastasana that you've had to like back off on that a little bit. Yeah, I like bend my knees a little bit. And I'm like, man, I'm bending my knees. Yeah, you have <laughs> like, bent my knees. My hamstrings are singing. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's changed. That and Rabbit has yeah. changed for me when we do the Ghost series. Um, and I'm not sure not sure what that's all about. But um, I can still do it. But it's a lot more. I really feel it differently than I did before. Um, a lot more tension, I think. But yeah, um, I don't know. And it's kind of like I said before too, it's like there are postures that it's like, I, you know, I know I can do it, but I'm, 
I might fall out of it still. <laughs> so today, so I don't know, you know, um, but yeah, those two postures stand out to me as, as postures that, um, have changed have for cha- sure. Yeah. Change and you kind of are like, it feels like a little bit of a back step, but it's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It is okay. I mean, okay. You've been on the mat for 14 years. Things are bound to kind of fall away at the same time you can count. 10 to 20 other postures that you can do that you couldn't do before, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something that I wish more yogis looked at. Like people who practice yoga, they always are looking at what they could do and they couldn't. And then they, they're like, Oh, it's because of age or some craziness. And it's like, no, maybe you just really didn't know those postures as well as you know them now. And maybe you're being kinder to yourself in those postures. And therefore you've also grown in this area and that area. And you have this muscle that wasn't there before and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, so. I'll tell you this, my piriformis, I was one of those people that used to always stop and say, oh yeah, this like, that hurts right here in my butt, right? <laughs> like my piriformis was always bothering me. And now it's not. My piriformis loves the practice. Yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, I, I do think that, um, you know, once you've been doing the Bikram series for, you know, eight to 10 years or anything like that, it is super piriformis heavy. I mean, that thing is contracted for 90 minutes. (laughs) You know, it's very rarely that it shuts off in any of those postures. And that's fine for that. But eight to 10 years, you're no longer a beginner. And therefore, you need to find other postures that maybe don't kill it so hard, you know, which Mm -hmm. is what the arm balances and inversions and, you know, things that kind of balance out that front side of the body stuff that once you have then the piriformis goes oh thank you so much i don't have to work so hard yeah. all the time <laughs> you know? uh-huh. oh it's good it's nice to hear your piriformis isn't bothering you anymore yeah, because you are one of those all. people when you say that i'm like yeah you were one of those people that would be like my butt yeah. hurts <laughs> and i feel like yeah it's your piriformis um yeah i mean it's a tricky little bugger it's so deep um so if you couldn't practice yoga anymore, Amy, how would your life change? Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Don't do that. One step at a time, man. <laughs> I feel like so much of my life is yoga. Yeah. So that's like, that'd be, that'd be big. I'd, ha- I'd have to shift my energy somehow, but I would have to like, I'd have to roll with that. I would have to, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Okay, let's say it's a bump question. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is such a big part of your life, so I understand why you're like, and that that question, if you asked me, I would have the same reaction. I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> you know, like I, um, I, I... I envision myself picturing... I envision myself as somebody who's going to continue my practice well into my aged years, you know, because I think you can. Oh gosh. Yeah, for sure. I think you can too. Um, I just think that you have to um, practice, practice everything well and be open to evolving your practice and stuff like that. And then yes, you can have it forever. I do believe that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, if you could tell someone just beginning their practice or that has yet to truly give yoga a go, one thing, what would you tell them? 
try everything once, maybe try it twice. (laughs) (laughs) I like to do it. Just do it. You might like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the resistance is to yoga, you know, um, well, it's just light stretching, Amy. It's just light stretching. (laughs) Try it and see. (laughs) I know. know. See what it's all about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And try a couple different classes, you know, don't just try one. Try a few different ones and see. Yeah, see which one is for you because there's uh, we are so lucky at this time. I mean, we really are when it comes to yoga. You can take any kind of class you want right now. Um, and even if you're in remote areas, you can take from some of the best teachers out there. And so, like, like find your teacher. Find your space, whether it's a studio, it's online, whatever. It's all good. But find what works for you because – and there's so many different styles of yoga, too. My God, when you and I both started, mm-hmm. there was Bikram yoga. There was Vinyasa <laughs> yoga. Yeah. There was Hatha yoga, which, is, you know, is kind of the same as Bikram yoga, but whatever. Um, and then, like, every once in a while, you find, like, an Ashtanga class. But, and mm-hmm. or, you know, it was just, there wasn't, now it's like, there's a million different kinds. And so you can try um see what fits because I'm sure one of them is going to make sense to you, you know? Yeah. And online yoga really works. I mean, I feel like I am right there with you guys when I'm practicing, even when I take the recordings, I kind of feel like I'm still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's good to hear everybody's voices and everybody's in a different spot. And in a, and that's good too, because you learn from everybody else. So yeah, there's online yoga is good yoga. Aww. It still works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a, such an amazing year to see. To, first of all, to to see how this actually really works if it's done. You know, if you're cognizant of how to keep the community tight. You know, because yeah, I could see how online yoga might not be fun. You know, um, but if there is that community connection to it, then you're going to show up for class, whether it's a recording or not, because. Mm-hmm. It's not only you practicing. It's like, well, what happened for everybody else today? You know, you can kind of see what right. happened to the li- to the people that showed up live. And, like, they might have hit some awesome posture or gone a little bit deeper. Or maybe they all groaned and you groaned too. And so it's like they're you're still connected, you know. It's yeah. good. Yeah. it's uh, It's been fun to see. So I'm glad that it does work for you. Um, mm-hmm. And so nice that it saves everybody so much darn time. Yeah. Yeah, and gas money. Gosh. <laughs> All of that. You know, it just does. Yes. It makes it it makes it accessible where I feel like, you know, people who maybe could only make it to their mats like twice a week before now can do it almost every day, you know. Right. Um, and and right. brief the benefit of that. This is cool. All <laughs> right, so let's do um the lightning round. So one word answers if you can. If you got more to share, you you let me hear about it. All right, one word to describe yoga. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah. As simple as that. Yoga's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is awesome. I'm with you on that. I used to have this old actress friend who would always say awesome, like, awesome. And I always think of her when I hear that word. Like, it was like she would really take awesome. the time to say it and I think that's what you mean <laughs> awesome yes yeah 
Mm-hmm. All right, your least favorite posture of the moment. It's okay if you like them all. What's that? It's okay if you like them all. <laughs> I kind of do. I don't think that there's anything that I'm like, oh, here's this. Oh, um, well. <laughs> Go ahead. Probably goddess posture, goddess pose, because that is that's killer, and it's still killer. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. I don't hate it, but I just don't. You're not, I'm not like, yeah, goddess. You're not, you're not super excited when we do a one minute goddess hold. No, not like, okay, here we go. I, <laughs> I know, I know. Favorite posture of the moment? Handstand. Yeah? Yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah, just because it's fun. It's fun to flip upside down. And I can't do it in the middle of the room. And I still have to use the wall, but it's still fun. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's Inversion's too fun. It's too fun. A memorable correction or adjustment? I don't know. I've had so many. I know. Um, Give me some of your favorites. I think, I think one of the most memorable or one of the ones that I think was very helpful to me was um, for standing head to knee posture, recognizing (laughs) the line of your butt cheeks. And I know that sounds really silly, but um, (laughs) you know, to keep your hips level, because that's when you, when you fall over, that's the side that you're leaning, that's your unlevel. And that correction sticks with me. So every time I fall over, I'm like, yep, I fell over to that side. So I know that I, but I still fall over. I still have not, you know, mastered that, but well, that one sticks in me too. It's a tough direction, correction to take, especially if you've been lifting the hip for eight years, you know? Um, right. So, yeah, it takes some time for that one to happen. And oh, that that one's a hard one. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a challenging posture. Oh, my gosh. It really is. I mean, there's just there's so many lessons to learn in that one, which mm-hmm. is why I will always teach that that posture to the day I die, you know? And I love the wall stuff for that posture, by the way. It's fun. Yeah. 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 It's good. It, helps. it does help. It helps you, helps you get to it. It helps mm-hmm. you get closer. It's nice to do all the wall work, step away from the wall. And then like you all go so much further in it. It's mm-hmm. like, yes. Cause you took the time to really, instead of just plow through it to be with it for a little while longer. Mm-hmm in all of its glory, standing head to knee. (laughs) That is a good, that's a good one. And um, for those of you listening, if you haven't done the work to get the two hips to stay in one line when you kick out standing head to knee, I highly recommend you have someone take a picture of your butt when you're in that posture and see what's happening for you because you will be surprised. (laughs) Uh, If you could get one person to start practicing who currently does not practice or has stopped practicing, who would it be? My daughter. Yeah? Yeah. She does good, though. She shows up every once in a while. Yeah. No, she's not totally opposed to doing it. Um, I just wish she had a little bit more of a a practice or that she enjoyed doing it on her own. Yeah. Um, Or at least something like that. So that way it would help her, you know? Yeah. Yeah navigate through life with a little more bounce on her step. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've planted such great seeds for her. I have no, I, I know that she, maybe it's not yoga, but she will find a practice because mm-hmm. I know she 
she's very aware of how much you love your practice and that yeah. it's a big part of your life. And, uh, yeah, I know how much she loves and adores you. So, um, and looks <laughs> up to you. So I know that in, in her, in her whole makeup is like that she will find a practice because it's just part of the lifestyle she grew up with. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful is that? You know, um, that, uh, to grow up with that example of um, someone having a practice, whether it's meditation or yoga or just taking time for themselves. I think that mm-hmm. that, that would change the world, you know, mm-hmm. if more kids saw their parents do stuff like that. It would change mm-hmm. everything. It would be great. Mm-hmm. What's your posture goal of the moment? Like if you hit it, you'd run through the house. Like that just happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um if I could do um, full camel, that'd be amazing. If I can get my feet, hands to the floor and actually walk my fingertips to my toes, I would be, I would be happy with that right now. That would be great work. That would be great work. Um, and you're so close to that, so it's good for me to know <laughs> that that's on your radar. You're so so close, um, and with all the thoracic spine. Um, opening up the way it is, is going to happen. You know, there's just no way. Yeah. Eventually or in the future. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and any last thoughts or, um, things you would like to share before we say goodbye? Last thoughts, things I'd like to share. I think that, uh, yeah, that yoga is, it's, it's good to have a yoga practice in your life. Um, it can, add a little bounce in your step. It can help you give to yourself so that you can give out to the world. And, uh, and that's kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, your thoughts on yoga and, um, your yoga story with us, Amy. I know it's going to inspire a lot of people to get to their mat today. Uh, for sure. Uh, And so if you're listening, I hope uh, that you find yourself in the space to take that time. Or if you already took that time, great. You already did the work. Make some time again tomorrow. All right. So um, thank you, Amy. It's been and always is such a pleasure to chat with you. It's fun. Well, we went everywhere with that conversation, yoga through brain surgery, evolving your practice, and some good corrections to think about to boot. It's always fun to have a good yoga chat with Amy, and I hope you had fun with this one too. And there are quite a few takeaways from this conversation that you can carry with you to your mat today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please help me spread the word. Share it with your friends, leave a review, or join the conversation on the Facebook page or on Instagram and tell me what you like about it. I'm looking forward to meeting you here again next week for another great conversation with a yogi just like you. And I hope that one day I get a chance to meet you on your mat.